0: Chapter twenty eight of Silas Strong, Emperor of the Woods by Irving Batchelor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty eight Master accepted the counsel of his friends and kept away from Buckhorn. He was, at least, relieved of the dark fears which Dunmore's angry face had imparted to him. He left camp to look after his canvas and was gone a fortnight. Strong had promised to let him know if any word came down the trail from their neighbors. The young man returned to his little shanty at Catamount and suffered there a sublime sort of loneliness. The silence of Dunmore seemed to fill the woods. Every day, master went to Birch Cove and wandered through the deer trails every graceful thing in the still woods reminded him of her beauty and every bird song had the music of her voice in it he began to think of her as the embodied spirit of the woodland she was like strong himself but strong was the great pine tree while she was like the young white birches one bright morning it was nearly a month after strong had returned from buckhorn Synth put on her best clothes and started for the camp of Dunmore alone. The emperor had gone away with some fishermen and master with the children. Synth had said nothing of her purpose. Her heart was in the cause of the young people, and she had waited long enough for developments. The injustice and the folly of Dunmore filled her with indignation. She had her own private notion of what she was going to say, if necessary, and was of no mind to mince matters. She stood for a few moments at the landing of Buckhorn and waved her handkerchief. The old lady saw her and sent the colored manservant to fetch her across. Dunmore and his mother welcomed her at the veranda steps. "'My land! So you're Miss Dunmore!' said Synth coolly as she took a chair and glanced about her yes and very glad to see you and you've stayed fifteen years in this camp the old lady nodded it's a long time said she it's a wonder ye ain't all dead livin here on the bank of a pond like a lot of mush rats sinth went on cyrus dunmore you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Heavens and earth, I never heard of nothing so unhuman." A moment of silence followed. Dunmore smiled. He had never been talked to in that way. The droll frankness of the woman amused him. "'I mean just what I say, and more, too,' Synth went on. You ain't done right, and if you can't see it, you ain't got common sense. "'My stars! I don't care how much trouble you've had. A man that can't take his pack full of trouble and keep a goin' is a pretty poor stick. I know what tis to be disappointed. Good gracious me! You needn't think you're the only one that ever got hurt. The Lord has took away everything I loved, cept one.' He ain't left me nothin' but a brother, and a weak back, and lots of work to do, and a pair of hands and feet, and a head like a turnip. He's blessed you in a thousand ways. He's given you health and strength and talents, and a gal that's more like an angel than a human being. And you don't do nothin' but sit around here and sulk and write poetry synth gave her dress a flirt and flung a look of unspeakable contempt at him the face of dunmore grew serious her honesty had somehow disarmed the man it was like the honesty of his own conscience there had been a note of strange authority in her voice like that which had come to him now and then out of the depths of his own spirit "'Suppose one that got a taste of trouble was to fly mad like a little boy and say he wouldn't play no more,' Synth went on. "'My land. We wouldn't be no better than a lot of cats and dogs that all fit out and hide under a barn. "'Cyrus Dunmore, you act like a little boy. "'You won't play yourself and you won't let these women play neither. "'You're as selfish as a bear.' "'You ain't got no right to keep em here, and if you don't know it, you better go to school somewhere. Now, there's my mind right out plain and square.' She rearranged her paisley shawl with a little squirm of indignation. Dunmore paced up and down for half a moment, a troubled look on his face. He stopped in front of Synth. "'Bonica, madam,' said he, extending his hand. "'I forgive,' said Synth quickly, "'providin' you'll try to do better. "'It's nonsense to forgive anyone, "'less he'll quit makin' it necessary.' "'I acknowledge here in the presence of my mother,' said Dunmore, "'that all you say is quite right. "'I have been a fool.' Synth rose and adjusted her shawl, "'as if to warn them that she must go.' "'Well, I'm glad you've come to your senses,' said she with a glance at the man. "'Tain't none of my business, but I couldn't hold in no longer. I've fell in love with that girl Yern. She's as pretty as a yearling doe.' "'I don't know what I would have done without her,' said the old lady. "'Since she was a little girl she's been eyes and hands and feet for me. I fear that I'm most to blame for her imprisonment. As she talked, the indignation of Synth wore away. Soon Dunmore helped her into his canoe and set her across the pond. "'I'll find out about the young man,' said he as they parted. "'He'll hear from me.' One day, soon after that, Dunmore began to think of the children. In spite of himself, he longed to see them again. He started for the camp at Lost River and planned while there was to have a talk with Strong and Master. At Nick Pond, on his way down, he met the two Migleys. After his interview with them, he decided that he must have more information regarding the young man before going farther. End of chapter 28